Welcome to the Five Books for Catholics podcast, where experts explain their pick of five outstanding books on an aspect of Catholic life, doctrine, or culture. In this episode, Professor Gregory Reichberg, a specialist in military ethics, explains his pick of the five best books on the ethics of warfare. Writing around 412 AD, St. Augustine says, If Christian teaching condemned all warfare, then the soldiers in the gospel who were seeking guidance about their security would have been told to throw away their weapons and withdraw entirely from the army. At the same time, Augustine stresses that warfare is legitimate if, and only if, it is waged for the sake of peace and in a moral way. Over the centuries, the Catholic Church has matured its teaching on the ethics of warfare. Some may wonder, though, whether that teaching is still valid in a world where the military marshals advanced technology to produce arsenals of immensely destructive weaponry. A philosopher by training, Gregory Reichberg is a research professor at the Peace Research Institute Oslo, where he writes on historical and contemporary issues in military ethics. He is the author of Thomas Aquinas on War and Peace, published by Cambridge University Press, and co-editor of several volumes including The Ethics of War, Classic and Contemporary Readings, Religion, War and Ethics, a source book of textual traditions, and Robotics, AI and Humanity, Science, Ethics and Policy. His articles have appeared in Catholic journals and magazines including The Thomist, Revue Thomist, Nova et Vetera, Proceedings of the American Catholic Philosophical Association, Commonweal and America Magazine. His current work focuses on artificial intelligence and its implications for military ethics. Professor Reichberg, welcome. Very, very good to be here. Uh, th- could I start with one qualification? Sure. Very brief. Uh, from my point of view, the books that I propose for this discussion are not necessarily the best books on war and ethics, but I think that these books provide a window, each provide a window onto important issues relating to war and ethics. I, I, I say that because some of the books are not mainly about war and ethics. Yes. And we'll come to that in a little while. Okay. Yeah. And on a more personal note, what led you to specialize in military ethics? Uh, well, you know, my first exposure to military ethics was actually during the the Gulf, the the first Gulf War, when I was a, an assistant professor of philosophy at the Catholic University of America in Washington D.C., and uh, then the then dean of the uh, School of Philosophy, uh, Jude Doherty, uh, asked me whether I was willing to be interviewed uh, on the radio uh, about the uh, you know about about the the war that had just started. And uh, or or just say the U.S. intervention, U.S.-led intervention, and whether I could situate this in in relation to the the thought of Thomas Aquinas. And I have to admit, I was uh, pretty much paralyzed with fear at the prospect of doing that because I hadn't looked into just war theory at all. So I found a, a, a I found a way to evade the uh, you know the task that he had proposed for me. 
but then several years later, I uh, ended up in Norway uh, and was uh, had the opportunity to work uh, at the uh, Peace Research Institute Oslo, where I currently work. So this was back in uh, 1998, and I was hired into a group that was researching uh, humanitarian intervention, uh, which was uh, a, a really significant theme then because of the uh, uh, U.S.-led uh, air war um, uh, over Kosovo. So, and I was hired into that research group because of my background in medieval philosophy, particularly Thomas Aquinas, and the roots of the humanitarian intervention idea are often, and just war more broadly, are often traced back to Thomas Aquinas. Right, so that that's sort of, you know, first the, the incident, if I can call it that, at Catholic University, put the just war on my radar scope, and then I really dove into it uh, as an area of research after coming to Norway in 1998. And first up is the section of the Summa Theologiae that St. Thomas Aquinas dedicates to war, uh, Secunda Secunde, question 40. Presumably this tops your list because it is a canonical statement of Catholic principles regarding the ethics of war. However, St. Thomas is also drawing on previous theological reflection, most notably upon St. Augustine, why have you chosen St. Thomas and what does he add to the preceding reflection? I mean, the uh, I could have started with Augustine uh, and there are other important thinkers along the way. For instance, the canon lawyer Gratian, who, who took mainly elements from Augustine's thought on just war and systematized them. So what we today call the theory of just war doesn't emerge directly from Augustine. It emerges, I would say, sort of remotely from Augustine, but through the prism of uh, canon lawyer Gratian. Uh, so uh, the I thought it would be good to start with Thomas Aquinas because he was the first thinker to systematize principles around just war, right? Gratian organized passages from Augustine. But Aquinas tries to distill a kind of core teaching around the idea of just war. And his account in the Summa has had an enormous influence. It's the way, as you've already indicated, it's the principal way that, um, that the, the, the question of um, rightful engagement in war has been raised, well, within a Catholic uh, framework. But also, he's a point of reference for many other thinkers. Today, we use the term people who are work, you know, secular um, thinkers or, or individuals doing research from a not from a you know formally religious standpoint on just war. Aquinas is is, is often appealed to, uh, and part of the reason for Aquinas's impact was that he took rather complicated discussions about um, war and ethics, and he reduced these complex discussions into three basic principles. And his treatment of war, the one that's referred to as Article 1 of Question 40 of the second part of the second part of the Summa, 
it's about two and a half pages long. You know, maybe even less, depending on the version that you read. Uh, so the the impact is largely a function of the simplicity of of his his treatment, the, sim- the simplicity, but also I'd say the you know the profoundness of the treatment. So that's why I thought this would be a good starting point for us. And earlier I mentioned your monographs, Thomas Aquinas and War and Peace. What do you bring out in your book length study on St. Thomas's yeah, thought in this matter? It can, it, I, you know, based on what I've just said, it can seem rather surprising that I managed to write an entire book on war and ethics in Aquinas, given that, you know, the, you know, the article one of question 40 is so short. Uh, I mean, there's really two things I tried to do in the book, at least two things. One is I try to show that um, Aquinas's perspective on the, the on the question of war, the moral the moral problem of war, if I can call it that, his perspective is not shouldn't be reduced to what he does in Article One of Question Forty. That actually Aquinas addresses issues relating to use of force um, in a in a broader um, in, in other contexts within his writings. Uh, particularly important are his scriptural commentaries. He's got quite a bit to say there. But also very important is the fact that Aquinas situates his discussion of war uh, within the wider context of a discussion about peace, what peace is. And so I wanted to kind of bring the discussion of, of war in question 40 bring it back to the wider horizon of peace. Uh, and I think that in, in some respects, Aquinas's commentators have done him a disservice because they've detached question 40, mainly article one. They've detached it from the anchoring in peace, the wider horizon of peace. Um, uh, and I, I, I wanted to, to, to show how we, we should Think about the problem of war within that wider horizon. So, okay, so that that that's that's one aspect uh, that I um, one aspect of uh, my book. Uh, it, the other the other aspect is to drill down, if I can use the term, into some of the the the, the key topics that Aquinas discusses um, apropos war. So I have separate chapters on well the three famous actually I don't I don't have three chapters on the three the three famous criteria I but I discuss all three criteria uh, so I have separate chapters on well the three criteria are the the the, the criteria uh, of a just war the three moral requirements that must be met if a war is to be considered just are that it the war be um, declared, that the war be undertaken by legitimate authority. Okay. Second criterion for just cause, and the third is for right intention. So I have separate chapters on legitimate authority and just cause. 
then uh, right intention ends up getting discussed in, in several of the chapters. It's, it doesn't have a single focus chapter. But I also look at you know related issues. Um, for instance, um, uh, the relationship of just war to the um, so-called um, precepts of patience, to use a term from Gratian, the precepts of patience are the, the, um, uh, the um, derived from the Sermon on the Mount. For instance, when you know Jesus says, "Turn the other cheek." So, how, in what, how, and in what measure is the, 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 the this idea of just war compatible with um, the evangelical call to um, nonviolence in in God's kingdom. So I have a chapter on that that question. Uh, I look at some issues that that have been uh, debated uh, in in recent times. For instance, the question of preventive war. Can war be waged preventively to forestall an even greater evil? Um, then I, I uh, examine what has come to be called the moral equality of combatants, which is the sort of a supposition under under uh, uh, supposition grounding much of modern international law, namely that when armies confront each other on a battlefield, uh, the, uh, uh, in making judgments about the individual soldiers fighting in the war, we abstract from the cause for which they're fighting, uh, because that's, that's an issue for their, their superiors, and we focus on how they conduct themselves in the war whether or not they follow the rules of war. And so this idea that combatants on each side face off as, as it were, moral equals who are held to the same moral um, standards on the battlefield, uh, okay, known as the, the, the moral equality of combatants, I examine whether or not this idea is rooted in the thought of Thomas Aquinas. Okay. So um, finally, I, I conclude the book with an examination of uh, how Aquinas's thought has been received within the contemporary teaching of the Catholic Church. So I try to bring the story up to date, as it were. And the second book is the Relexio de Indies on the American Indians that the Dominican Francisco de Vitoria delivered at the University of Salamanca in 1538. Vitoria asks whether the Spanish crown has any right to rule over the indigenous peoples of America. The following year, he delivered another Relexio or research lecture entitled On the Law of War, de Jure Belli. What makes the earlier lecture more informative for the ethics of war? Well, the the more I mean 
both relexios. And a relexio is a, a, a literally a really rereading. So basically, a relexio will begin with a, a citation from scripture. And it's a kind of um, elaboration on an issue prompted by scripture. It's not an exegesis of the of the passage. It's just a uh, an, a, an exploration of a theme, again, prompted by a line from Scripture. So the, um, the Relexio de Indis is by far the most famous of, uh, well, of, of the two, uh, mainly because, and I think this is why I wanted to put it into the discussion, this was really the first time that we find a Catholic thinker in the just war tradition examining a really concrete case of use of armed force. So for instance, I mean, if you go and you read Aquinas's question 40, he doesn't talk about any historical situations. Um, you can read the commentary, commentary on question 40, a very influential commentary by Cardinal uh, Cajetan. But that too does not drill down into any, any concrete cases. So, and Victoria was among the first to, to start saying, well, how can we use these principles that we've taken from Augustine and Aquinas, that were formulated by Augustine and Aquinas, and how can we apply them to a contemporary uh, case of war uh, in order to illumine the sort of the normative aspects, the ethical aspects of what's going on to, to make an assessment? Uh, so the case that that uh, Victoria considered in De Indis was the, um, the the Spanish conquest of the Americas, uh, which uh, uh, which mainly proceeded through the use of force. So and he raises the question whether it was right and justified to use force against the American Indians. Uh, so, um, and, you know, so there's, this was the sort of, a, you know, a really, uh, almost an epical um, shift in, in the just war tradition to, to start using the tradition uh, to think about concrete cases. Thank you for listening. To read or listen to the rest of this interview and gain full access to our archive, Visit 5booksforcatholics.com and become a premium subscriber. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and give it a top rating on the platform of your choice. That way more people can discover it. You can also support the podcast and help us produce more interviews like this one by making a one-off donation via the link given in the show notes. As little as one dollar, one pound or one Europe can help and will be greatly appreciated. Thank you once again, and God bless.